Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight this semester. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb, here to bring you the most recent news from the Nevada Sagebrush website. As always, don't forget to read all of the articles on our website to give the writers the credit that they're due, as well as in case I missed anything. With that being said, I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. Welcome to the Sagebrush Spotlight. On December 11th, a candlelight vigil was held outside the entrance of the Joe Crowley Student Union to remember the victims of the shooting on the UNLV campus in early December. UNR's vocal ensemble gathered near the stage as plastic cups were handed out. Three lives were lost in the shooting, those being faculty members Patricia Navarro-Velez, Cha John, Jerry Chang, and Naoku Takumaru. To start the vigil, ASUN President Boris Carpio Guerrero shared his condolences by saying, quote, Our heart breaks for the UNLV community and this vigil is a symbol of love. It means a lot seeing a lot of the Wolfpack community out here supporting Nevada students. Guerrero continued in saying that the shooting affected him on a personal level. Quote, it's scary because we were just at UNLV a couple days ago for the Board of Regents meeting. There's so many school shootings, it's sad that we've become desensitized to it. Olivia Guijaro, a UNR student, was at the vigil showing her support. Quote, I feel like this was the least I could do. I also had friends there when it happened. Being from Las Vegas, Guijaro told the Nevada Sagebrush that her mom knew one of the victims. This has let her and many other UNR students feel uneasy. Quote, I'm kind of scared to go to classes now. I know our campus is pretty safe, but it's scary knowing that it could happen here. Shannon Ellis, the vice president of student affairs, spoke on behalf of President Brian Sandoval, who was unable to attend as he was recovering from COVID-19. Quote, we will still continue to promote life-changing education here in Reno and down in Las Vegas, but we're never going to be quite the same because our brothers and sisters down south have suffered. Attending this vigil, this remembrance, is a piece of weaving this tragedy into your own personal narrative, Ellis said. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush Assistant News Editor Nick Stewart. On December 19th, University President Brian Sandoval announced that Dr. Gi Yoon will be the new Dean of the Reynolds School of Journalism starting at the beginning of this semester. On social media, Sandoval said, quote, he brings to the position a passion for all things media and an innovative vision for the future of the school. Before this promotion, Yoon was the Associate Dean of the school since 2021, and before that was Director for the Center for Advanced Media Studies from 2016 to 2021. Before joining the UNR faculty, Yoon was at Bowling Green University for 13 years. Al Stavitsky, the former dean of the Reynolds School, was dean of the school since 2012 until he announced in February 2023 that he would step down as dean but remain a faculty member in the school. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush assistant news editor Nick Stewart. After a long winter break, the Associated Students of the University of Nevada Reno Senators met for their first meeting of the semester on January 24th. The meeting started with public comment from Kevin Irvin, the current liaison for the Nevada Faculty Alliance. In his comment, Irvin mentioned a summary of his eight-part series on the NFA website regarding the hiring freeze of 108 positions, 5% budget cuts across departments, and the 5% administrative overhead charge for self-supported programs. He finished his comment by encouraging students to speak to the Board of Regents about requiring the university to be fully transparent about its revenue. Next in the meeting, Tori Bulick, the Senator for the College of Science, brought a piece to the table to encourage the support of distribution of fentanyl testing strips. From their research, the Senators found that from 1999 to 2021, about 645,000 people died from a fentanyl overdose. They also brought up that UNLV and other universities in California already provide their students with, quote, life-saving access, such as fentanyl testing strips. According to the 
Ohio Board of Pharmacy, these strips are almost 100% effective. The resolution was passed with a unanimous vote at the Senate table. Leif Acklin, Senator for the College of Liberal Arts, presented legislation for canceling class on election days. This question will go on to the student ballot in March to gauge how students feel about the issue. If the students' votes pass, Acklin reiterated that senators would have to talk to Enshi to work out the logistics. Two senators resigned this meeting, that being Tivona Brumfield, the former senator for the School of Medicine and Orvis School of Nursing, and Michaela Mirth, the former senator for the College of Business. Mark Meisberg, senator for the College of Business, was chosen to fill the position of Speaker Pro Tempore after Aaron Schaffer left the position open last semester. Finally in the meeting, Rita Ameson was unanimously voted into the position of Chief Justice at ASUN's Judicial Branch. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush News Editor Jaden Young. With the conclusion of the news section, we're going to be taking a short break to catch our breath and reflect on the news. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. You're listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. The UNR women's basketball team took a massive 78-51 win against the Colorado State Rams on January 23rd. Guard Victoria Davis and forward Kennedy Lee helped in holding the Rams to a season low. In the first quarter, Lee scored five points off a layup and a three-point shot while grabbing four rebounds. Davis was able to sink two three-point shots. This was not without help with guards Audrey Roden and Kaylee Borden and forward Lexi Givens and Claire Jacobs helped the duo score 19 points in the first 10 minutes of the game. At the start of the second quarter, Davis went on to score 13 points going 5-6 shooting from the deep she shot 2-3. Nevada defense was also proving a challenge for the Rams. They were held to 8 points at the end of the first quarter. As the second quarter started, they were able to score more, leaving the first half 38-23 Nevada lead. In the third quarter, Lee was able to continue her hot streak, securing 3 more rebounds, a jump shot, and a layup. Even in the fourth quarter, more points were put up for Nevada. Nevada's defense was able to hold Colorado to 33.3% shooting from the field. With 58 seconds left in the game, Nevada would be able to go on an 11-0 run to end the game, 78-51. Quote, we just really tried to make everything hard for their team. I think our start was fantastic. It got us out of the gates. Colorado State made a couple of runs and shots as we knew they would, but our response every time was really positive and we just kept being aggressive, said Amanda Levins, head coach for Nevada women's basketball. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush sports editor Derek Raritan. The men's basketball team broke their three-game losing streak in their January 24th game against Colorado State, winning 77-64. Within the first four minutes of the game, the Wolfpack gained a six-point lead. This wouldn't last long once the Rams would capitalize off of two Nevada turnovers, taking the lead 7-6. While the Rams tried to make a fast-break dunk, Nevada forward Trey Coleman ran to the other side of the court, stopping their momentum. This led to Nevada going on a 19-7 run with one minute and 27 seconds left in the quarter. This was continued by Nevada guard Jared Lewis. Lucas sinking three consecutive threes. Lucas's hot streak continued. He scored 12 points by the end of the first half. At the start of the second half, neither team was able to score until Nevada guard Keenan Blackshear would hit consecutive jump shots, moving the lead 39-27. An 8-2 Rams run would be put to a quick end by Lucas, connecting four shots and moving the Nevada lead to 55-46, with a 10 minute and 54 seconds left in the game. After an electric run from Blackshear in the fourth quarter, Nevada would win the game 77-64. This game put Nevada at fifth place in the Mountain West. Quote, you look at the Mountain West, I think it's the premier conference in the West Coast. You know, night in, night out, it's going to be a battle. We had a top 25 team coming in and we had to handle business, said Jared Lucas after the game. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush volunteer sports reporter James Wolfgang Perez. 
There are no new arts and entertainment stories this week. Check the Nevada Sagebrush website for how to apply for arts and entertainment editor. And that's going to bring this episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight to a close. Don't forget to read all the articles on our website in case I missed anything. And be sure to follow the Nevada Sagebrush on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Nevada Sagebrush. And me on Instagram and Twitter at Patrick McNabb underscore. The next episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight will be out next Friday, February 9th. This week's Song of the Week is... Dog Bones by Rakoma. I've been your host, Patrick McNabb. Thanks for listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. See ya.